as uh, as usual. I uh, and you, you wanted us to talk about Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, specifically the importance. The importance of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Okay, before I embarrass some people and ask who's read Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's uh, lovely to be here in 19... Uh, okay. 
Jana Balaba, Oh, uh-huh. 
Bhagavatam continues from that principle of Mahamikam Saranam, Saranam meaning Saranagati, surrender. Now how do you surrender to Krishna? So the whole principle, we get an introduction uh, right from the very beginning uh, that Savai Pungsaparoda Murdito Bhaktirahotkaki Ahoytaki Yaktivata and so many other uh, verses uh, that uh, indicate that devotional service to Krishna uh, is the means by which uh, one mam ekam, that one uh, becomes one with Krishna, not in a impersonal sense but in the sense of uh, becoming Krishna's servant 
And as Krishna then later says in the eleventh canto, uh, that uh, one gets uh, my, my opulences, one shares my opulences. In other words, the devotee is, in one sense, uh, equally opulent in spiritual perfection uh, as is Krishna. Of course, there's always a difference between Krishna and Krishna's devotees. Krishna devotees are called the ashraya, or they are the shelter of loving exchange. They're the ones who are loving Krishna, and Krishna is the vishaya, is the object of love. So, uh, but how? How? Uh, how do you uh, develop uh, this uh, oneness, which later on? Uh, especially as it starts with Prahlad Maharaj, uh, we come to understand that this is actually uh, about developing a loving relationship. So where does this uh, prema uh, actually really uh, develop? And we see uh, many uh, incarnations of Krishna and many devotees uh, of Krishna that are listed. Until then we come to the 10th uh, canto. Of course, right from the very beginning, Sutta Goswami already warns us, or a warning, but actually gives us a preview uh, of what's to come. Uh, that uh, How does it go? 3.28 Amongst people who have not read Chaitanya Charitamrita, you are a pundit. Savai Pumsan Tarodarmo, the true book, the true Suji, the whole I was uh, visiting one of my godbrothers in Radhakund and uh, we were walking around and one, uh, one Babaji stopped him and they were talking and he, he wanted me to, and the Babaji was sort of speaking, uh, uh, probably Hindi, and uh, he was uh, speaking Hindi and uh, explaining Krishna consciousness to me. Uh, as if I, you know, I didn't really know very much about it, uh, and uh, so then, uh, so then my godbrother says, quote some verses, say some verses. So I said some. I quoted a, a couple of verses when I picked up on what he was saying that were relevant to that. Uh, he didn't understand that I was uh, how I was speaking Sanskrit. He thought I was still speaking English. Because <laughs> <laughs> then the devotee pointed out, no, no, he's he's quoting Sanskrit verses. Says so Sanskrit he's quoting. <laughs> I didn't. No, that wasn't what I wanted. Words. <laughs> So now we know that actually Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. 
that of all of these incarnations, Krishna is the Swayam Bhagavan. He's the origin uh, of uh, them all. And uh, and therefore Krishna uh, gets a very uh, special place and uh, yeah, others could also turn their telephones off. Uh, and Krishna uh, obviously has a very special place in Srimad Bhagavatam because of the 180 chapters of Bhagavatam, 90 are dedicated to Krishna, of which uh, I don't know, uh, 39 are uh, to about Vrindavan, Vrindavan Liga. And uh, in the beginning of uh, Srimad uh, in the beginning of the 10th canto, not to be really beginning, but the 8th chapter, then, uh, then uh, Shukadeva Goswami talks about Mother Yashoda's love and how she thought that Krishna was her ordinary child. So that, uh, that was quite uh, startling for uh, Pariksit Maharaj. Uh, how is it that, uh, what, what kind of love, what kind of uh, uh, actually bhava or mentality does someone have to think that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is just a child? And what kind of, this is a unique type of love that hasn't come up up till now in Srimad Bhagavatam, a unique type of relationship. Everywhere there's always been knowledge of the Lord's divinity, one incarnation or another. Uh, there's always been an awareness of Lord Vishingadev, Lord Varaha, and so on. Uh, Brahma and uh, Lord Varaha, and Prahlad and Lord Vishingadev, and there's Matsya and uh, Satyavata. Maharashtra and others like that. Uh, now, uh, this is something completely different. They don't know he's God. Treat him like an ordinary person. And to exemplify that, then we hear the Dhammadariya tying up, tie of God. It's an inconceivable concept when you consider that Krishna has actually no inside. He's got no outside to tie up. He's unlimited. That means that he's unlimitedly big. He's unlimitedly small. So, I mean, it's not just a matter of collecting all the rope in uh, Brindavan. But uh, there's no, no real way, even with just this conception. For instance, we are all in Krishna. We are all in Radhalanda Nishwara, but still Radhalanda Nishwara are there. So it's a very, uh, it's a very mind-boggling uh, conception. And of course, it's like that because Achintya Karuji Bhava, because uh, Krishna has an Achintya Shakti, uh, an Achintya Shakti whereby the inconceivable becomes, in one sense, conceivable. So, uh, 
In any case, there the uh, answer that's uh, given is that uh, the love of, and no, I don't, don't remember all the verses, and the love of uh, Mother Yashoda, no one, whether it's Lakshmi Devi or Brahma or Shiva, etc., no one has this type of love, which is spontaneous love. It's a natural, spontaneous attraction. As long as you think that there's Krishna is God, or even uh, if your attachment to Krishna is mixed with this concept that he's God, then you can't, you can't really love him for who he is as a person, and it's always for what his actual position is. So that, and that, uh, that's described, that's all uh, natural, spontaneous, raga-bhakti, uh, it's described throughout uh, those 39 chapters, and then when Krishna goes to Mathura and Dwarka, then it becomes a different type of relationship. So the residents of Vrindavan, if, and this is what it means to read Srimad Bhagavatam, you're supposed to figure out what is the ultimate message of Bhagavatam. One is chanting Hare Krishna, right in the very beginning. Uh, it's described that Tadbhadeti Swayam Bhayam, of course, I don't know how it starts. How does it start? And at the end, uh, I don't know why the mind is so selective. It remembers the last parts and it doesn't want to remember the first parts. Uh, but uh, the last verse is about Sankirtan. Nama Sankirtanam Nasya Sarva Papa Pranashanam. So, uh, and what's the message? What is uh, chanting Hare Krishna? And then what's the, what's the actual goal when we're talking about, you know, going back to Godhead? Where are we going? And how are we going to get there? Well, chanting Hare Krishna is very clear, but mantras are chanted with a certain mood with a certain bhav, with a certain intention. Uh, it's a, they're like a, an arrow. So you got an arrow, that's great, but unless you target it or you shoot it at your target, uh, it, it's not very useful. So similarly, one may have a mantra, uh, but we need to actually direct that mantra with desire. That is what Mamaramsa Jiva Loka Jiva Buddha Sanatana Manashastra Indriyani Prakriti Stani Karshati. So living entities have desire. Because of desire, we're in the material world. Due to material desire, and similarly with spiritual uh, desire, uh, then we go to the uh, spiritual world. And uh, it becomes clear if you really, really study that the message is that uh, devotees should cultivate a uh, loving relationship like the residents of Vrindavan. And that that's achieved by chanting Hare Krishna. Bas. How do you do it? 
but how do you do it? It's, you have to, you can figure that much out, but how you actually do it? So, therefore, all indirectly, uh, when Karabhajana Muni uh, then speaks about who is the incarnation for this age, Krishna Varnam, Tisar Krishnam, Sangopangasaparsana, he says Krishna Varnam. So, Krishna Varna means many things, but one thing it means are the same Varna category, like we have Varna Ashram, so Krishna Varna means the same category, Krishna Varna also means the same uh, Krishna Varna, Tisha Krishna, uh, that he has the opposite Tisha uh, Krishna, he has a, uh, not a blackish complexion, uh, but the opposite of a blackish complexion. So here, Krishna is mentioned, it's not Bhagavan, they don't use the words Bhagavan, it's that same Krishna who we're talking about in the 10th canto, then he's appearing, and yes, the Sankatan is being drawn in also, uh, that by chanting Hare Krishna, then you have to follow the way of this uh, incarnation. Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishna then, how to do that? Uh, how does uh, how does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu do that? And this is where uh, the importance of uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita comes in. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, appears. Uh, what's the purpose uh, of his uh, appearance. So, today's a bad day for verses. In the introductory verses to Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, then uh, you uh, see the word then, Radha Krishna Pranayavikriti Oladi Nishakti Rasmat Ekatmana Pati Bhuvi Pradeho Jutangatoto Chaitanya Prakatabhudhudhata Dvaitam Chaitamatam Radha Bhava Juti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Sarupam Shiradhaya Mahima Kidrishova Nayaila Svadhyo Yena Abhuta Kidrishova Madhya Sokya Chasya Tad Anubhavata Kidrishove Tilovastat Bhavadya Samajani Satchigarbo Shandhu Harindu These are three of those verses, three of the five verses that deal with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But there we have that now here Krishna has appeared with his golden complexion. And uh, what is he uh, doing? He is uh, revealing uh, basically the three different uh, features or aspects, his interests, let's put it that way. Uh, he's revealing three interests that he has in Srimati Radharani's love for him. And ultimately, in order to taste that, he takes the role of being Radha. 
Now, it's not really black and white when you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, how that relates to us. Uh, we do not take the role of Srimati Radharani. Uh, we don't have uh, either the love of Radha for Krishna or Krishna for Radha. So that's a whole different... But yet at the same time, uh, although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is showing the result of what loving Krishna is, uh, there is certain relevance uh, to how his followers are actually meant to uh, practice Krishna consciousness. So in these uh, uh, verses then, Sri Radhaya, these are the three uh, qualities. Then he says that he is Radha Baba Duti Subharatam Nomi Krishna Sarupa. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, bringing uh, that on Arkitam Sharim Chirat Kavina Bhatirna Kalo Sama Arvaitam Anutojvala Rasa. Now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has actually descended and he has brought this uh, Krishna Prema. So we have that easy reference, Krishna Prema Pradayati. So when Rupa Goswami met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he prayed to him like that. Yes, you are giving Krishna Prema. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu giving us Krishna Prema, what does that mean? Because often the world is asked, well, Lord Chaitanya is giving Krishna Prema, but I'm here. And where's Krishna Prema? So how do I have Krishna Prema? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the process for acquiring it. When he was there personally, then for the people that he met, sometimes he would in different ways, either by looking at them, either by embracing them, uh, either by their tasting the remnants of his food, either by their participating in his Harinam, they would just get love of God just like that. As the verse says, people just immediately have prema. It's all throughout Chaitanya Charitamrita, Hare Krishna. Unfortunately, we weren't there, or if we were, we were hiding it very well. <laughs> so, Krishna Prema Pradayate, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has, uh, there is a, there is a verse at the end of the uh, 90th chapter uh, about Krishna. And uh, that verse says that in many ways, Krishna uh, delivered love uh, of himself. So many people that saw him, heard him, uh, and so on. And then it says, and by hearing about him in the future, and hearing about his pastimes, people will get the same benefit. So, that was a blessing that Shukadeva Goswami gives, that we, in the future, we hear about uh, Krishna, then we get the same benefit. Of course, you have to hear in a certain way. 
you have to hear. Hear without offense, just like we're meant to chant without offense. So Chaitanya Chaitamita becomes a very important book, not just to read, to study. These are not uh, reading books. These are textbooks. Now you've studied so many books. You've studied mathematics books and chemistry and physics and I don't know what else uh, you've uh, studied. Nowadays people study obviously so many things to do with computers and so on. These are also textbooks. And you didn't just, you know, you didn't just read through a book. You have to actually study it and make notes and try and actually figure everything out so that you can really answer when the examination comes. And there will be an examination. The only one. You get one shot at it. So, Krishna. Uh, says yam yam bapi smrambhavam chajantanti kalivaram whatever you think of at the time of death similarly that's what similar uh, that uh, Thakur says what I desire and think about in the, my practice of sadhana that is what I will attain uh, when uh, as a siddha it's a matter of something being unripe and right you have to know what it is. Uh, and if one actually studies Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, with Srila Prabhupada's purports, without Prabhupada's purports, it becomes very difficult. Prabhupada used Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Bhakti Stanta Saraswati Thakur's commentaries, and he often just quotes uh, either one of them verbatim. Uh, without them, uh, it will be very, very difficult. That's not impossible, but it's just difficult. That's what commentaries are there for. So Srila Prabhupada's purports are there so that we can actually understand what it means to go back home, back to Godhead, and how you actually cultivate that. It is not just such a simple thing. It's an extremely, Lord Chaitanya is very magnanimous. We say, well, no, Lord Chaitanya, he, He's just giving it to everyone. That means we automatically have it. This is how he's given it. He's given it like this. So, you know, for instance, uh, someone, someone's giving out uh, diamond rings. So someone gives out the rings with the diamond mounted on on the ring and everything, and someone else just says, "Here's here's the diamond." Here's a piece of gold. So now you cut the diamond, you smelt the gold, you make it into a ring, you mount the diamond on top of the ring, and then you've got a diamond ring. Both of them are getting diamond rings. One is made, and the other one is unmade. But they're both equally valuable. So this sadhana and this process that we have uh, is equally valuable as those devotees who met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu face to face and immediately got love of God. And when we got love of God, we just have to put it together. And putting it together, 
what do you what is it that you put together you put together those elements that you will glean from Srila Prabhupada's books and when you read Srila Prabhupada's books and you study them and you put it all together then it will come Manman so Krishna says uh, Krishna says uh, he says a lot of things <laughs> He says, Bhavogyana Tapasa, by knowledge of me, Putramad Bhavam, many, many devotees have attained love for me. So Krishna's connecting by knowledge of me. Knowledge not because we're trying to become Ganis, just because we want to assemble the elements of Krishna's instruction. Uh, into the form of love for Krishna, or that which will actually invoke uh, love for Krishna. And so you have, uh, and what is it, this anutojvala rasa, uh, this ujvala, ujvala means shining, brilliant, anutojvala rasa. So what is this brilliant rasa? This brilliant rasa is this madhurya rasa. This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had come to give because it's actually not been known before. Braja Bhakti, some devotees were aware of that, but generally the relationship was always as servitude, maximum, certain degree of friendship, but if you see all of them, Prahlad Maharaj is in the mood of servitude, uh, everyone, all of those devotees are in the mood of servitude. And when we come to uh, 10th Canto, then we have fraternal, paternal, conjugal love, these are the three. But specifically, the, the conjugal love becomes very clearly the most dominant of them all. And it is actually the, um, you could say, the secrets of this love that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give. And he's giving it to us through Chaitanya Charitamrita. So it becomes very important. Obviously, Srila Prabhupada would say, Bhagavad Gita is the university course. Srimad Bhagavatam is the master's degree and Chaitanya Charitamrita is the PhD. So you can't start with a PhD. You can read it, but if you really want to understand it, you really have to have a good grasp of those three books. And then for good measure, we put in Nectar of Devotion, which is really hopeless to just try to read. You really gotta, which is uh, fact and uh, different definitions, one after the other after the other. Is it relevant to us? Is it important? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we may not uh, memorize all the uh, Sanskrit names. Uh, in Nectar of Devotion, there's very few. If you read its origin, Bhakti Rasam is the Sindhu, uh, then you'll uh, see a, a lot more. But verse, these verses are being quoted, and they're also quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, uh, 
Chaitanya Charitamrita is very important to finally actually uh, understand uh, what it is and how it is uh, that we're meant to acquire this uh, extraordinary type of affection for Krishna, but it has to be on a real foundation. It has to be on this foundation, Sambandha, uh, which Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, that you really know your position. Nitya Krishna Das, you are a servant of Krishna. So, to embrace that concept, to embrace the fact that yes, that is what I am. I am a servant. Well, it's a, you know, we say, well, yeah, sure, I know I'm a servant. We do know that we're servant, but the fact is we're here in the material world because we don't want to be servants. And it may be uh, more difficult to actually rid ourselves of that habit of being a master. So we want to lord it over our families, we want to lord it over our friends. There's so many different ways that that may still continue even in Krishna consciousness. Uh, and that's why uh, that we're told you should hang this mantra around your neck like a necklace uh, the wonderful thing around your neck uh, and why? because it is the attitude that will protect you from this concept of being a Ishwaraham Maham Bogi Siddhaham Balavam so that I am a controller, I am a master, and so on. And uh, not only is it that we want to become, uh, understand that sambandha, our relationship with Krishna, nam abhiteya, in Srimad Bhagavatam, yes, how is that practiced? It's a... it's there, uh, but you really have to study, and specifically, you really have to see. Well, I don't have. Where is it? Where's my computer? Shambi Harry's here? Oh, he's outside. Uh, well, if my, if my bag comes inside, uh, then I may be fortunate enough to find exactly what I, uh, I wanted. I just, uh, hey, David Prost, ask him for my bag. Uh, okay. So then Chaitanya, and Chaitanya Chavritamrita, Sambanda Abhideya Prayojana. So now, uh, this is the ultimate goal. This is where we're going. Uh, this is the same mood. Who, who has second initiation here? Okay. So you're chanting, for instance, uh, since we're talking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, cling, Chaitanyaya Vidmahi. This is Sambanda, Vidmahi. You should know who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you don't have a clear understanding of who he is and what your relationship is, and you're not going to get very much further in chanting your Bhattri Mantra. What a genius. My computer as well. So, Prem Chaitanya Vidmahi, Vishwambaraya Vimahi, and he is Vishwambar. He is the maintainer of the universe. You need to meditate on him as like that. And how is Lord Chaitanya the maintainer of the universe? Uh, because ultimately it's 
Lord Vishnu and not Lord Chaitanya who is maintaining the universe. Now, all things. Oh, here's, the, here's that verse. Das uh, saying, I will constantly desire to serve the lotus feet of Radha and Krishna with loving attachment. Whatever I contemplate during the practice of devotional service will certainly be achieved upon perfection in a spiritual body. This is the method on the path of attachment. Okay, now that was what I was looking for. And uh, we're looking for an active devotion. You have to search it out up to this. He says you have to search for it. And then you have to search it out. So this is one of the four chapter shloki. Uh, so the Lord says, yes, you should search it out up to this. jignasa. You have to be inquiring. Tattva jignasuratvana. And this tattva, this truth, you have to actually find. So here's the gold. Here's the diamond. Now you figure out how to put it together. And then you'll have a diamond ring. I can't figure it out on my own. That's okay. We have these books. Uh, we have these handbooks, and these handbooks will tell you exactly what to do. So you've got the Krishna Prema, but you have to really uh, put it uh, together. And, um, Incidentally, this is Prabhupada uh, writing, this is uh, chapter 16 uh, uh, about conjugal love. Devotional service following in the footsteps of the gopis of Vrindavan or the queens of Dwarka is called devotional service and conjugal love. This is Anutojvala Rasa. This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Because this was not known before. 
especially uh, there's a certain element uh, or, or there's a certain type of conjugal love which Srila Prabhupada here will refer to. This devotional service and conjugal love can be divided into two categories. One is indirect conjugal love, the other is direct. Oh, now, keep these in mind. You can go to, I don't know where, uh, certainly to Lloyd Bazaar, uh, or you can get so many books from so many uh, Babaji's or so many other people who are speaking about this subject matter, and they'll use all kinds of technical terms. Prabhupada's not using any technical terms. Prabhupada is keeping it simple, but if you're not careful, then you won't catch it. But it'll, it'll go over. So one is indirect conjugal love, the other is direct. So indirect and direct. And he'll explain what it is. In both of these categories, one has to, this was the phrase I was looking for, one has to follow the particular gopi who is engaged in such service in Goloka Vrindavan. just uh, not even a whole sentence, it's just part of a sentence. But this is actually the whole process. And if you don't study very carefully, you won't catch it. Of course, it's there in Upadesha uh, Amrita. Then verse 8, how does it start? Shakirtananu slikyo kramena rasana manasindi yodja. Then, Tishta Vajitad Anugami Jana Anugami. The same thing that's stated here is there in Upadeshamita again. And you'll find it in other places, but it's uh, it could be easily skimmed over. Uh, so uh, one has to follow a, the particular gopi who's engaged in such service to be directly attached. The Supreme Personality of Godhead in conjugal love is technically called Kali, so that's the direct. This Kali performance means to directly join with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are other devotees who do not wish direct contact with the Supreme Person, but who relish the conjugal loving affairs of the Lord with the gopis. Such devotees enjoy simply by hearing of the activities of the Lord with the gopis. That is what devotees are meant to be aspiring for. So I just wanted to cite that verse. There's a lot there. Uh, in terms of devotees who are worshipping Radhalanda Nishra, this development of conjugal love can be possible only with those who are already engaged in following the regulated principles of devotional service. So someone who's actually very fixed in Krishna consciousness, specifically in the worship of Radha and Krishna in the temple. Such devotees gradually develop a spontaneous love for the deity, and by hearing of the Lord's exchange of loving affairs with the gopis, they gradually become attracted to these pastimes. After this, spontaneous attraction becomes highly developed. The devotee is placed in either of the above-mentioned categories. So Prabhupada is explaining uh, the process. Uh, we have two things here. One is the worship of Radha and Krishna in the temple, and the other is hearing of Krishna's exchanges 
we hear of Krishna's exchanges through Chaitanya Charitamrita. There are many other books, but there's a special feature oops, of uh, hearing through Chaitanya Charitamrita. And that is when you're hearing Lord Chaitanya experiencing Krishna's, uh, Krishna Lila and so on, then it becomes a very safe medium uh, of, uh, of experience uh, because it is through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'm going to go to this one verse that uh, emphasizes what we're talking about, namely the importance of reading Chaitanya Charitamrita. Kamaraj Goswami is concluding uh, the uh, Madhya Lila and he says, Jai Lila Amrita Vide Kaya Jadi Anapane Tava Bhaktira Durvala Jivan Jara Eka Bindupane Utkuli Patanumane Hashigaya Kaya Narakan. Men become strong and stout by eating sufficient grains. But the devotee who simply eats ordinary grains but does not taste the transcendental pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna gradually becomes weak and falls down for the transcendental position. However, if one drinks but a drop of the nectar of Krishna's pastimes, his body and mind begin to bloom and he begins to laugh, sing and dance. And the short purport says, all the devotees connected with the Krishna consciousness movement, okay, that's us, must read all the books that have been translated, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and others. Otherwise, after some time, they will simply eat, sleep, and fall down from their position. Thus, they will miss the opportunity to attain an eternal, blissful life of transcendental pleasure. I'm not saying it, I'm just reading it. This is Prabhupada, he says, without actually reading and studying these books, one will not be able to put the ring together uh, and you won't have a diamond ring and you won't have Krishna brain. It says you can't get it any easier than how we have it now. Uh, and one that your Prabhupada says, Lord Chaitanya just wants you to Raise your arms and chant Hare Krishna, but for you raising your arms, even that's too difficult. So, but the uh, theme is not how unqualified we are, but how fortunate we are and how qualified we are because we do have Krishna Prema. Through Srila Prabhupada, uh, through the Guru Parampara, as it's going to be manifesting for the next 10,000 years in ISKCON, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving Krishna Prema. But he's giving Krishna Prema in the form where you have to do the work to put it together. And if we can't dedicate one life to that, then what can you do? You can't, you can't get it any easier than this. This is as easy as it gets. For this elevated perfection that generally most yogis, jnanis, don't even brahmins, don't even know. You know, 
if we speak to other people, especially, for instance, uh, those uh, of uh, Indian birthright, and they have all kinds of ideas, but this they don't know, they don't understand, uh, and especially how it can actually be attained. So it is a uh, really great good fortune that we have, at least this one life we should dedicate to putting it all together and making sure that we've done everything. Uh, I point this out to many people who's gone to, who's gone or going to university. Just one person. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So you're all gone or going to university. Up by that point, you have read hundreds of books from grade school, elementary school, high school, maybe college, university. You have read hundreds of books. And the benefit of those hundreds of books is that you can eat. So now here we're talking about four books. Granted, Chaitanya Charitamitas and, well, with these, I don't know, originally 17 volumes, Bhagavatam is uh, also varies in the, by the printing, so it's more than one, but you've got about one Bhagavad Gita, one Nectar of Devotion, just these four books. Uh, and by reading these four books, one becomes spiritually strong, and by studying them, uh, then one knows actually uh, what it is that we've received from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and and you put it together. I don't want to say it's like some kind of uh, jigsaw puzzle or it's like a Rubik's cube. You know, you're turning it, and but you have to get all everything uh, in place. Uh, and when we do it seriously, uh, and when we try to do that seriously. Then Krishna will even help. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will even help. Okay, you need help in actually uh, manufacturing uh, that uh, ring, I'll help you. So, but at least we need to really make that effort. And then it's, it's guaranteed. If you have that interest, like now that's that process. So men become strong and stout by eating sufficient grains, but the devotee who simply eats ordinary grains would not taste the transcendental pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Krishna gradually becomes weak and falls down from the transcendental position. Doesn't mean that someone becomes a, I don't know, whoremonger or something like that. Uh, it may just mean that. You know, Someone just continues on with a uh, mechanical spiritual practice that becomes his religion, quote-unquote religion. There are so many religions. I have faith. I believe. And just because I believe, then what? Oh, then, you know, I believe and then I will go to heaven. So it takes a little more of that, uh, at least to go to our heaven. So, please read Chaitanya Charitamrita, please read all of Srila Prabhupada's books. It is a disease. 
It's a disease in our Krishna consciousness movement that devotees don't, even the devotees who distribute the books, don't necessarily read the books. That, uh, they don't take it, take it seriously. So you should, and these are just some of the books. Uh, we have unlimited books. We have the books of our Acharyas, all of Rupa Goswami's books, Jiva Goswami books. Uh, uh, then uh, we have uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, uh, his books, and Bhakti Vinod Thakur's books, Bhakti Stanta Sarasvati Thakur's commentaries. And so there's so much literature, transcendental literature, because over the last 20 odd years, not only have you read textbooks, but you've also read all kinds of literature. You've read books for uh, entertainment, uh, and you've read things online, uh, so many, uh, so many things. But it's all, it's all garbage at best, if you want to call it that. Uh, it, it's all really quite useless. But this is a value, and Bhaktisthanta Saraswati Thakur would say that if, if all books in the world are lost except Chaitanya Charitamrita, then still everyone would be able to attain perfection without, even if it's Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam is gone, it's just Chaitanya Charitamrita is there. Krishna Prema Pradayate, and you can, you can get Krishna Prema by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's grace. Thank you very much. I'm going to uh, speak to uh, you. Were expecting us to answer questions? You wanted to answer questions? A few minutes. Okay. Nice and loud. Thank you. Thank you very much, especially focusing on the need to uh, read Prabhupada's books and the disease of not reading Prabhupada's I have, I actually have many questions, but there's not much time. Um, so let me start at the top. This idea of direct and indirect conjugal relationship with Krishna, is is this the difference between Manjari Baba and Gopi Baba? Yes. So our mood is indirect, as, as examples of the Goswami's other acharyas. We heard Dasa Dasa Exactly. So we can never really obtain the direct. You can if you want. Well, I, but it's a. It's not that I want. I'm just trying to understand. Yes, it can be. It can be a thing, but uh, it's not what the acharyas teach. Right. And that's why. Uh, you need to also uh, read other others' books. Rupa Goswami's there. We're Rupanugas. So what about Rupa Goswami's books? So we should and the commentaries that are there. And what Shri Prabhupada here is citing is some of Jiva Goswami and Vishwanath's commentaries, uh, but they're much more extensive. So when you read actually the actual book. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is Rupa Goswami's most important book, then yes, you understand. Sakibhav and the other one. You know, Srila Prabhupada has never mentioned that word ever, either in a lecture. Sakibhav? Manjari. 
It's not anywhere in his books. He quotes Bhaktisthan Santa Saraswati Thakur, who uh, writes it a couple of times, but that's all Prabhupada personally never mentions. It comes from the Goswami literatures, Bhaktivinoda I'm I'm just saying that that we're followers of Prabhupada, but at the same time, Prabhupada is uh, giving Krishna consciousness for for the world and for all levels of devotees. So that means that you have, you have to do a little digging and you have to reading between the lines, just like you just did between direct and indirect. Um, I have other questions, but maybe... Anyone else have a question? Adi Guru's got a question. What does it mean to follow one of the eternal associates of Krishna? You know what it means. I was just asking. <laughs> 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 everyone's benefit. Yeah, that is, uh, that is the stage. Uh, Rupa Goswami says uh, that this is the Upadesha-saharam, this is the essence of all Upadesh, of all instructions. So the essence of all instructions is Sat-Kishnanamacharitari, Sukkirtananu. First you have to do Sukkirtan, which is more than just Kirtan or Japa. Sukkirtan means actually that one is chanting Su. Su means very good, very nice. So it should be chanting with at least uh, uh, without offense but ideally that one should be chanting purely uh, or with love and then uh, then one will know what it means to follow uh, yes it's uh, it's repeated Chaitanya Charitamrita then Rupa, uh, Rupa Goswami uh, says that uh, believe me, he says it. <laughs> <laughs> the Seva Sarika Rupina, Siddha Rupina Chatrihi. So, same thing. Seva Sarka Rupena, Siddha Rupena Chaturhi, Tadbhava, Lipsuna. Again, one should follow. And this is, this is a, a, a principle. Uh, it's a principle that we're practicing now. When we talk about Sadhu Sangha, what does Sadhu Sangha mean? It means follow the example of the advanced devotees. Mahajana Jena Bhattasapanta. So again, follow the path of the Mahajans. So following, don't one shouldn't deviate from that path. Somebody else? Madhajis, anybody? Go ahead, cook. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, I, want, I wonder if there's a directory as to what we can look for when we read. Like you say, you can read in between the lines. 
But if we're specifically trying to read in between the lines, is there some form of information that can help us to, you know, crack that? Well, let, let's not, me not appear to self-promoting, uh, self, uh, self but that's why Vaishnavas write books, to elaborate further and clarify uh, as, as much as is proper uh, to do so. So for instance, uh, I write books, now I don't have any more GDC duties, so I just uh, spend my time, or at least that time, uh, writing. And uh, basically on this, uh, this subject matter, which is elaborating on uh, Srila Prabhupada's uh, teachings uh, and the, on the teachings of Acharyas in, uh, in our type of language. Uh, yes, and that's what uh, that's what other books, of course. Uh, who am I? But that's what Rupa Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. Uh, that's uh, why their books. When you read those books, also, uh, and that's what Shri Prabhupada wanted. Shri Prabhupada wanted all of these books translated. He wanted, uh, uh, you know, an endless library of Vaishnava literature. He told one of his disciples, I want you to translate all of Bhaktivinoda's books. So the Srila Prabhupada had this, this is our business, this is our family business, both translating and also uh, writing transcendental literature. And there's endless, uh, endless subject matter for doing that. And, and that is sort of the directory. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, I'm embarrassed to ask this question and I'm worried how you'll chastise me for it. But sometimes. I never chastise. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed since then. <laughs> sometimes we find that we don't have time to read because we have so much service to do and that service seems urgent or it's needed or something's going to happen. It has to be a balance. How do we achieve that balance? How do we understand that this service is not important? You, you have to know how to balance your life just like you have a balance between working and a balance between sadhana so, Yukta Bhara Viharasya, Yukta Chaitasukarma Krishna is talking about balance. You have to know how to balance all of these things. And, uh, you know, it's time management. What is the priority? So, at least one hour a day, one should, one should read. One should have a nice sadhana. And, uh, and sometimes you can't do all the service that's required of you. Huh? Audio books are also really good. Uh, 
when someone's breathing, yeah, you hear. As long as you're hearing attentively, so if you're listening to audiobook while you're driving your car, that's something else. But if you're actually attentively hearing, hearing is better than reading. Well, that's, that's fine. Maharaj, I just want to ask, because you mentioned it earlier, how do we know if the devotees advance? How do we? How do we know if the devotees advance? When you advance, you'll know how devotees advance. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not advanced, you're just learning. How do we know other devotees are advanced? That's what I'm saying. You can only know how other devotees are advanced when you are advanced. In other words, to the degree that you advance, Generally, it requires a Madhya Madhikari. Prema, Maitri, Pipa, Upeksha, Shakkaroti, So, a Kanishta Adhikari can't tell who's advanced. Generally, Kanishta Adhikari takes another Kanishta to be very advanced and uh, will take an advanced devotee to be a Kanishta. Okay, thanks. So, Madhya Madhikari is someone who at least has Jnana Chakshus, uh, the eyes of knowledge. And and then if you're talking about somebody who's very advanced, an Uttama Adhikari, you can recognize, yes, if someone's a Madhyam Adhikari, you'll be able to recognize the symptoms uh, of that person's behavior. But the bottom line ultimately is the Vaishnavriya Kriya Mudra Sometimes it's very difficult to yeah. understand. Yeah, sorry, because you said like some devotee, you said, Earlier on, they don't read the textbook, so you know, how do you work around that? Some devotees don't read. No, most devotees don't read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah most devotees don't read. So, so therefore, they don't advance. Like they won't advance. Yeah, who's advanced? Who's not advanced? If, if you don't read, you can't be advanced. You don't have. You don't fully understand the science of devotional service. Bhairagya vidya nijo bhakti yoga. Bhairagya vidya. We have two, uh, two elements, transcendental knowledge and detachment. These are bhakti yoga, these are the elements of bhakti yoga. No devotees who don't read, you can't. Unless by some, unless from a previous lifetime they've already attained advanced skills, but that can't be that, you know, everybody in this room or majority of devotees in this room are all like sinners from the last life. So that's a very rare thing. That also can happen, but it's rare. And then the uh, conduct of a uh, Uttama Adhikari is uh, very difficult to discern. Thank you. Okay, that's the last one. Um, Maharaj, I was just wondering because um, you read that report. Um, in Matthew uh, chapter 25th chapter, Prabhupada's mentioning about if the devotees don't read all of these, but at least those books, and they'll miss the opportunity that's being reported. Um, what I've seen is that many devotees read the books once and then they get lost at, at, at that point. Um, lost? You saying? Yeah, well, they. Many devotees I meet, they've read the books, but they don't necessarily continue reading the books. 
And then I was thinking about this class, the importance of Chaitanya Charitamrita, quoting what um, Srila Bhaktisarantha had said. And also I'm thinking about something you wrote in Srila Bhaktisarantha. I'm focusing particularly on Chaitanya Charitamrita, and then it will lead to the question. I remember you writing in Shuddha Bhaktisantamani that for devotees, pure devotees with weak faith who want to develop stronger faith, um, they should read Chaitanya Charitamrita regularly in addition to preaching and Prabhupada's other books. So it leads to the question that in continuing to read Prabhupada's books, should we be reading Bhagavad Gita constantly, Chaitanya Charitamrita constantly, should it be Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, CC, NLD, and then round again? As you, as you like. I've heard one of my godbrothers reads all of Prabhupada's books every year. He must spend a lot of time reading. Um, uh, Bhagavad Gita is a book that devotees should, in one sense, know off by heart. There are, you know, many even impersonalists and so on in India, and uh, they learn Sanskrit by Bhagavad because Bhagavad Gita Sanskrit is very easy, relatively an easy form of Sanskrit. So they uh, uh, they know all the verses, seven hundred verses. Of course, yeah, you should know what the meaning of the seven hundred verses is also. The Bhagavad Gita is something that whatever formula devotees uh, do, uh, that you know, in the evening they read, Prabhupada told us, read Krishna book before you go to sleep, and then maybe you dream about Krishna. And uh, that's how 1972 or 71, 72, when I was in Florida, 71, then that's how the uh, devotees sold me the first version of Krishna book, which is big silver Krishna books like that, three of them. So take this book. Prabhupada said, if you read it before you sleep, you'll dream about Krishna. I said, wow, that's fantastic. I got the books right away. Now, I didn't always dream of Krishna, but read read the books. So whatever, whatever order the devotees want to put it in, the real thing is to actually do it. And, uh, and Krishna guide you. Okay, let's uh, thank you all very much, uh, wonderful devotees of uh, Radhamanda Nishvara. Now you know that by worshipping Radhamanda Nishvara and hearing about their pastimes, and one develops love for them. Uh, similar to the type of love that Mother Jishwara has for Krishna. So, just uh, make sure that you have the opportunity to worship uh, very special deities. Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Varmanishwara Ki Jai Jagannath Palavir Subhadra Maharani Ki Jai Jai Nithai Goho Prima Thank you all very much and